Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Hey, this is Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Thanks for joining us today on this wonderful podcast. Yeah, today we are going to talk about a topic from our book, Between Sundays, and we're going to dive in pretty deep to just one single point that was in that book. And it was in the chapter that was called The Mission, and the point is about not getting sidetracked on your mission, really. Like, the situation shouldn't compromise the mission. That's right. Okay, so this story, I guess, can I give a little background about this? Or just send them to go buy the book. <laughs> you can definitely give a little background. That's totally fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I was a child, my parents organized a mission trip. And my mom is originally from Honduras. And she went back for three months and just shared the gospel with friends, family, strangers, and little villages in the mountainside of Honduras. So that was kind of where that came from. A lot of things came up um, prior to the trip. Our house when I was a child caught on fire a little bit altered some things, but they stuck to their guns and they still ended up doing this mission trip. And that's where I think within the book, I talk about me and Kate, we kind of go into that idea, but just like what you said, the situation shouldn't compromise the mission. So let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. We want to talk about this because having a mission will change your life and likely the lives of the people around you. But oftentimes we end up in situations we never expected And it makes it a lot more difficult to do what we set out to do, which was definitely the case with your parents with that mission trip. You know, it just gives them some obstacles in your way. And you're left with some decisions of, do I try to get around them? Is this a roadblock? There are some things you have to think through and kind of work through with the Lord. And I feel like a lot of people can really relate to that. You know, they have a dream or they have something they feel like the Lord has given them the green light on. And or maybe they want to, it could be anything, starting a business entering into a new relationship. It could be a lot of different things. And then the situation changes and we're left thinking like, did I hear wrong? Am I supposed to stop? Is this a door closing? Especially when the situation changes before you even start the thing. Yeah. Or right at the beginning of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's this, another story that you talk about in the book, and it has oh, to do man. with our sweet niece, Ellie. Well, shout out to little Ellie. Yes. We were at like some family picnic. It might have been a birthday party. I don't know. We're at the beach. Ellie, all of like the bigger nieces and nephews at the time were out on the sandbar, throwing the ball around, having a good time, splishing and splashing. And little Ellie wanted to go out there, but she was too small, couldn't make it. I hear about Ellie's mission through, you know, just the crowd, <laughs> the family. I don't know. I'm sitting there listening to Ellie try to get out there. And nobody wants to take her out there. I set down my hot dog, maybe. I don't know what I was eating. Being a kid is hard, isn't it? Yeah, tough, dude. You got, so, you got to depend on everybody. You do. And you got goals that nobody wants to do. Your dreams are bigger than everybody's. And, and your ability, dumber than everybody. your resources are so much smaller. <laughs> the water's cold. Ellie wants to go out there. I, as just... Being a good uncle, I step up to the challenge. I say, Ellie, I'm going to take you out there. Get on, hold on to my back, my shoulders. I don't know. I'm going to swim out there and drop you off. I get started with the daydream of just swimming out there. 
The problem was Ellie is, made, I don't know, less buoyant than I think, less helpful than I realize as a swimmer. Well, she's tiny. She's skinny, so no lanky, fat to give her buoyancy. <laughs> nothing, just a bag of bones that sink. So I start going, and then at some point I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I don't know how where I'm at in this. It felt farther than I thought originally. So I dipped down into the water to touch the bottom to see where it's at, but I didn't say anything to Ellie. I go under, Ellie panics, wraps herself around my neck like an anaconda, and then <laughs> I'm instantly like, I don't want to do this anymore. The situation has changed. This mission is not for me. I don't know why I even thought this was a good idea. Anyway, I get her out there. We play. We have a good time. I reevaluate the situation. We swim back later and everything worked out. But the moral of the story is the situation can change rapidly. And sometimes it's very hard for us to remember the clarity that we had at the beginning because of the current situation. It's kind of like the idea of seeing the forest at first, then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the forest and you lose sight of the path. And that's, I mean, that happens on big scales and little scales all over the place. And just sticking with the beach analogy with the lake and everything, the waves come, things Mm -hmm. get hard, it's deeper than you thought it would be. There's a lot of things that really apply there when the situation changes so fast. Um, And not to mention, there's other people involved now. Like you made your decision in clarity, got other people on board. Literally, they're swimming on your back. (laughs) (laughs) And now Uh, you're in the middle of the situation and, you know, you could turn back. You could have turned back in the lake, but you are a good uncle and you stuck with it. I just tried to power through and it probably was 20 feet of actual swimming. But I mean, I've never once won an award for swimming ever. So this, I feel like this is a great analogy, but then, you know, you bring it into your real life moments. And I think that we can all relate to things where we gave ourselves the go ahead to do something and then it gets dicey. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. So um, we've got some points. We talked about these a little bit in our book, but today let's talk about them some more. The situation shouldn't compromise the mission. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. We did um, an event that we've called, it's like our Christmas special, where I we had an idea to just do, um, we've done it at the coffee house, in our, like a local coffee house in town around like Christmas Eve. as like a Christmas Eve service for friends and family and whoever, strangers who may not want to go or have a church to go to or whatever, but still want to have like a Christmas service. And we've done it a couple times. And this past one we did, I think was a very challenging one because the situation, this came into like play in real life for us. So you, you brought it up like, Hey, what do you think about doing one again? I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And then I generally have grandioso ideas that I usually have to scale back um, into like reality of what's possible. Like at one point I wanted to have Santa come and pass out presents. That didn't happen. But I got a band together. We played Christmas songs. I spoke about just like an idea of Jesus and for like a Christmas service. So we had it all planned out. And then we decided that you were going to have a surgery coming up. And we decided to go with that surgery. So then as the date was coming, your surgery was in November. And then 
man, I really felt like I didn't want to do it anymore. That situation compromised my mission. Right. I think it was mentally, that was like a real big mental challenge because you're just trying to prepare yourself mentally for the idea of surgery and everything that entails with recovery. And then you're not really sure what recovery will be like and how long will it take. And your your brain doesn't really want to focus on multiple things at that time. Mm-hmm. And leading up to it, there is some planning that goes into it. And when you're not really in the zone to do Christmas songs and to be thinking about celebrating because you're thinking about surgery, it's really hard to like do both. It just like is a little conflict inside of you. So that situation did compromise even the preparation process. Yeah, I remember holding on to the idea that I'm going to bail on this at any moment. And I, I talked to even friends about it. And it's not even like the Christmas party in my mind, I guess it it really has like a missional idea to me of like, I have, I have friends who, you know, they don't have like a, um, a set faith in the Lord or whatever, you know, where I'm just like, I don't know. I just want to share the gospel with them and let them, you know, work out their salvation with the Lord. And I want to have opportunities to present that to my friends and family and whoever. So initially the weight, the weightiness of the idea was always there. And it's amazing to me how you can see something clearly of like something you value is very important to share and to do. And then soon as something comes up, which this was a big something for us, the surgery. So then you're just like weighing it out. I don't know if it's where, I don't know if it's where, and you keep going back and forth and like shifting the weight on each side of the scale as these days lay out. And that was, I remember talking to my friend Nate about it. And the hardest part for me was I said to Nate that the situation shouldn't compromise the mission, but I am compromised. (laughs) And it was like a funny moment, but we went ahead with it. We did kind of lock in to the idea. And I think it was a success that we did it, that we did commit to it. And we didn't lose sight of the clarity that we had going Mm -hmm. into it. But not to say that it wasn't hard. Yeah. So that's kind of our first point today with not letting the situation compromise the mission is to remember when you had clarity about the decision that you made, to remember back to when you felt peace about it and like not let the, the chaos that can be in your heart or in your mind of the moment to impact your decision making with if you're going to continue with the mission or not. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's like you said with your parents planning a mission trip and their house catches on fire, us planning something and then a surgery comes up. It's like things like that will happen. But if you can remember back to those moments of clarity, I feel like it gives you like a foundation of like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. And if it is what I'm supposed to do, God will make a way for it to happen. Absolutely. And then he'll also give you the people to help you make it happen. Like for you to do that Christmas program, even though you weren't feeling it, it was just good for you to know that even though I had had surgery, I was going to make an effort to be there. Mm-hmm. That um, even though you're you you couldn't physically do the music on your own that you had your sister to help and your nieces to sing with you and you know all of the people who come in, are coming they love you and we're supporting the idea of it so there were a lot of people that were there to help and I feel like God just lined that up he does and it's funny cuz you lose sight of your support systems if you go back to the concept of the beach me and Ellie and I'm in between the sandbar and the beach you lose sight of the support systems Because I could easily have just been like yell out to my bigger nephews, hey, come over here and somebody get Ellie because I'm drowning, you know, and they would have. And that's what you said. You got to go back to the clarity. Another thing I think is to just recognize the situation at hand and like to be able to pivot. 
if there's anything that I have learned over these past years of life that are not ton to pull from experience, but it's really to be able to adjust the vision of the vision. Because I think there's been times where I've started something with, this is exactly how I want it to go. This is exactly what I want it to become. And then life hits and the situations come in that have to be adjusted and accounted for. And if I'm not willing to pivot or to give more into this section and less into this idea, you can lose sight of the whole mission because you're so stuck on what you thought it was going to be and what it should be that you'd end up bailing on it because you've given it away because the situation's compromised you too much. That is so true. I think if you are playing an event, it's easy to see that. But then think about even someone maybe starting a new venture. You're going back to school or Mm -hmm. you're starting a new business or something. That can happen so easily with that too, because you thought it was going to look a certain way. Maybe you remembered what it was like in a different season or what it was like to start a different type of business and you thought like it was just all going to apply and look the same way. And when it doesn't, it starts to feel real unfamiliar. And when something feels unfamiliar, you start to think, this isn't what I thought it would be. This isn't what I thought it would be. This is the situation doesn't feel right. I don't have peace anymore. I'm backing out. Yes. And I think that's, that's a statement that Christians, oh man, I don't know if I should even say this, but sometimes I wonder, I don't know if the the word um, abuse the idea of I don't have peace about this, I'm not doing it. Or do you not have peace about it because you can no longer see the clarity of what you decided? I do think bringing that analogy of school, I love that idea because I got my nursing degree in person at St. Clair County Community College. And I've talked about it for years to go and get, and get my bachelor's. And that's online. And I, I know me normally as a person, I do better face-to-face with learning and hands-on stuff. So it is more intimidating to me to think of doing all online classes. So then what, do I just give up on that idea because that's the, a harder whatever? You know what I mean? It's, it's hard. Well, think about like the idea of feeling peace. This is, this is a really, this analogy might make you think a little bit, but think about like Peter when he was in the boat and the storm came and then he stepped out to walk on the water. Yeah. It's like, was he feeling peace in that moment? I don't think so, but he was with peace. He was with Jesus. Yeah. So even though you might not be feeling peace, I don't think it necessarily means that it's wrong. Now, sometimes I do think that peace can be an indicator. And I think of that scripture that says it can be translated. I'm like not thinking of where it is right now, but it can be translated like, let peace be your umpire, like Mm -hmm. let it be your deciding factor. And so I think that being sensitive, the Holy Spirit will help you help you know the difference. But I do think like practically speaking to even think about like if you're having anxiety about like a certain aspect of what's going on or if there's actually like a physical or financial derailment that has happened that's made it difficult, which would be like Mm -hmm. your parents scenario with the mission trip. Your house catching on fire is terrible. Yes. But what does that mean? It means where are your kids going to be living? How much does it cost to fix it? What is the process like to fix it? Like, do I need to be here to talk to the insurance company and builders or whatever the situation is? I think like thinking through what exactly is it that is stealing your peace from you in that moment or making you think like, okay, the situation changed. I can't do it. And identifying it and praying about it and, you know, maybe talking it over with some people that you trust, that can definitely help you to like continue with your mission. 
Yes, I think taking stock is important, so important, especially on these bigger ventures because you get into it and I, I don't know, I, if I was told once that when stuff really hits the fan, you're gonna fall back to your highest level of competency. You're not gonna rise to the occasion. And I really believe that's a true statement in the sense that you fall back to what you know Going to what Peter, that idea, we, we, I don't want to say romanticize the idea about Peter walking on water, but that was a storm on a raging sea and you're getting out of a tiny boat and walking towards a man walking on water. I don't know if I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder at some point, was that where Peter lost sight of that for that moment and he just fell back to his highest level of competency, mm -hmm. which is sinking? <laughs> I right. don't know, you know? To be able to stop, take stock, and like you said, I love the talking to trusted friends, mm -hmm. getting a different perspective, to wonder, am I not seeing the whole picture anymore right. in a good way or in a bad way, you know? And thinking back to Peter, like refixing your eyes on Jesus, like mm -hmm. refocusing. It could be the same with you and Ellie in the beach, like re refixing your eyes on that sandbar. Like where are you going? Where are you getting to? And thinking about... Why did the Lord set you on this purpose to begin with? Like, what was the purpose of your mission? Reminding mm -hmm. yourself of the why. And sometimes sometimes you do have to be careful with your friends and like with people you trust because they might be looking out for you and they might be saying, logically, this doesn't make sense. But hopefully they will point you back to refocus on Jesus and the yeah. why behind what you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. Now, it, like talking about like the pivoting part also, it's important to realize that if the, like when you do adjust the vision of your vision, as you were saying, like that's not failure. No. And I think a lot of people think like, well, if I change now or I change courses, that means I've failed or I'm giving up. I've had multiple people in life view that that way. I viewed it that way. But to hold on to a mistake just because it took you a long time to make it isn't right. So pivoting is not a bad thing. Taking two steps back and one to the side so you can take 10 forward is not failing. It's, it's adjusting. And maybe it's because we try to simplify success and failure. We, we cut it down to such a hard line, black and white idea that we put too much we put unnecessary um, pressure and not even real truth on ourselves about what is succeeding and failing. Right. Well, and I think about like that Christmas thing we did this year, even though I had had surgery, I wanted to do that for the past two years and mm -hmm. we couldn't because of COVID. We, and we looked for ways around it. Like we thought, could we do an outdoor tent or can we get a permit to use yeah. a special outdoor space? But it just was, did not seem like it was we coming could not together. Line that up. Yeah. And so then this year, it's like I didn't want something else to stop me, mm -hmm. you know, to stop us. And I was glad that we did it because we didn't do it the last two years. It doesn't mean it was a failure. Right. And that kind of reminds me of something I heard recently. There's a podcast I was listening to. It's called Ask NT Wright Anything. And NT Wright is a theologian and he's just really smart. He's got a lot of great things to say. He, know, he knows things. He does. And he was talking about somebody had written in and they asked like about how, you know, you feel like God told you something and then it doesn't come out the way you thought it would. Did you really hear God in the first place? And he brought up two really good examples. I believe the first one was Jeremiah. It was either Jeremiah or Isaiah. And God spoke something to him and it didn't happen for years and years. 
So it's not that it wasn't going to happen. It's just that it took a lot longer. So the prophet had spoken something to the people. And since it didn't happen, they said, you're crazy. It's not happening. You didn't hear right. All of that. But it did come to pass. It just took a lot longer than he thought. And the second example he brought up was Paul. And he said Paul was, Paul wanted to go to Spain. And on his way to, because of this venture to Spain, he ended up writing the book of Romans, which we, of course, use today for a lot of our theology and doctrine and so important to the church. And did Paul ever get to Spain? We're not sure. But because that that's the direction he was headed, he definitely was working as part of God's plan, writing this work that we would be referencing for years and years to come mm-hmm. and making decisions based off of. And the church uses that so much and needs it. So I feel like just because it's taking longer than you thought, or maybe it hasn't come to fruition yet, it doesn't mean you didn't hear God right. I agree. So I think even recognizing that can help us to say like, okay, just because it doesn't look like I thought it would, or it's not going the way I thought it would, it doesn't mean it's not supposed to happen. What do you think then on this, uh, is it ever okay to give up? I don't know. I don't know that there's like a cut and dry answer, like if it's ever okay to give up on a mission. I definitely think there are times to pause. It makes me think of Bear playing Nintendo when our son is like getting just destroyed we were playing Zelda the other day and he could not beat the level and he was so mad. And I was like, bro, take a break. Stop. And he's like, I'm not a quitter. I'm like, (laughs) I was like, you're going to, if you break that Nintendo battle, I'm going to be ticked. You know, (laughs) but like, that's what that reminds me of. I don't, I don't know. Cause he wanted to like, just keep just pressing through, but he was getting so mad. And I'm like, your skill set isn't there right now, dude. Like you need to take a break. Get some, like, a regroup is what I'm thinking, but... Definitely. Like, taking time to pause is really important. Um, and then the other thing I wonder about sometimes when I think, is it ever okay to, like, give up or abandon a, a mission? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Everyone's like, where'd Kate go? Oh, she quit. <laughs> she, she abandoned this. She's like gone. She's gone, baby. I think about, like, just, like, when things are so dependent on other people that it would be really hard to keep moving forward without this key person. And if they're not deciding to go along with you, how can you keep pulling it along? So that's another thing I think about. I'm not saying, you know what, Nate? I'm not answering your question. I will answer. I'm not my saying hand, if it's ever okay to give raised. up. Don't put me in a box like that. I really, and this is only, I don't, this is based off of my tiny knowledge. It's really vital to be willing to pivot and to be willing to, because if I, if I lean into the idea of the Christmas service, I had a band put together that, I, you know, like, are they all going to come? Like, are they going to bail? And I've got eight Christmas songs that I'm supposed to do with, you know, what, 60, 70 people showed up to this thing. I was like, all right, I wanted to pick songs that I knew I could play on the guitar. Worst case scenario, my whole band bails on me. I'm going to drop this 30-minute set of Christmas music down to six minutes and make it just this fun little bop, 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 these Christmas songs that I knew I could pull off with the highest level of quality that I could do. But I would have, um, I went from my grandioso idea of what it, what I saw that it could be with also ideas of like scaling it down to keep the quality of what the best offering I could do for the Lord within the worst case scenario. I don't know that that's 
that's it's hard. That's something I've been trying to learn, still trying to learn, because the frustration of knowing what it could be and when something comes out to what it is, that can be hard. So yeah. is it ever good to bail? I, I would say if things are in danger, obviously, if there's like a factor of like relationships being broken over this thing, then there has to be total rehaul of the thing in my mind that relationships are should be more important than mm-hmm. this current yeah. idea. Maybe that's just too when you go back to the Lord and you say, this is what's going on. Yeah, what, I'm off the rails here. What do I do? What are we doing? And I think it's important to remember too that whether things change or it just stops, that nothing is wasted. So if you do make a decision to like put an end to something you've been you've been pursuing, God is not going to waste that experience. I think everybody, I think it's probably kind of common to understand that, but you're learning something, you're growing, you're meeting people along the way that are important. And the purpose might not be the ultimate destination that you thought it was. So God is not going to waste an experience because, you know, you changed your mind about something. I think people need to hear that, Kate. And I think that because what you said is true in a group, that we all understand that concept in a group. But when you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep at night and your brain is telling you, you failed at this, you bailed on oh, it, you man. did all this stuff because now nobody's around. You know, I think about that when I think about um, how when you were in nursing school, there would be people who failed out, oh. <laughs> which is so hard because it's such a big commitment. Like yeah, you tried, you had to, to get a certain score to get in and you took all the classes you needed and you know, all of that. And then you'd be like in your last semester and you wouldn't pass or something. And you feel so bad for these people. And the truth is some came back the next year and finished it out and did great. And some decided not to. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but God didn't waste that experience for them. Like there's something in it and you're right. That person can say that in theory, but it's really hard to feel that yeah, when, when you're, you're the one who yeah. feels like they failed. Well, I want to encourage you that you're not a failure. You're not a failure. It's the willingness to try something, the willingness to put yourself out there to do something, the willingness to like bring on that new challenge, to try the something new, to wonder what if and hope for the impossible idea of it is beautiful. Without that, I don't think that we would have high rises. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's another part of the conversation too, is if what you're doing is wrapped up in your identity, you're definitely going to feel like a failure if it doesn't work out. Yep. So just to recognize that no matter what, no matter what your mission is or your situation is, it doesn't define who you are as a person or how much God loves you or where your value really comes from. So definitely to not feel like a failure as a person, but don't always give yourself permission to to bail because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, your value doesn't come from that. I think there's that balance there because, you know, we want to be people of like being persistent and not giving up. But we also want to remember who we are in Christ, that our value doesn't come from any work that we could ever do because we've got to remember that it was it was grace that saved us, not our mission, not any work we could do. Boom. Truth bomb. How about that? I'll that, take it. Yeah. I'll okay. So the situation should not compromise the mission. And if you're in the middle of something, take time to remember when you had clarity recognize the situation at hand and be open to pivot and adjust your vision of the vision. Mm -hmm. Continue with the mission the best way possible. And if you need to reevaluate your plans, talk to some people you love and trust. Mostly have a conversation with the Lord about how to go forward. Yeah.
So our purpose is to encourage people to be present and intentional with their faith every single day. And your life is lived every day. And what happens between Sundays matters, people. Go after it. Go get it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day. And what happens between Sundays matters.